Welcome to the Storyform Podcast, where we journey together at the intersection of faith and story. I'm your host, Will Chenault, Soul Care Pastor at Fellowship Bible Church in Jackson, Tennessee. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. Let's get this conversation started. Tori and I are thinking the same thing. (laughs) We are not even started yet, and we're laughing. Uh, Welcome to the Storyform Podcast. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'm your host, Will Chenault, and I'm here. uh, We're a special guest that we're going to introduce in just a moment. But, Tori, um, we are coming to the end of... A, uh, a fall season, and we're going to be rolling into Christmas. Have you gotten all your Christmas shopping done? I do. Really? I really do. Wow. I've gone through this phase of before kids, I would be done in like September. Okay. I get so excited. I'd start in August. Then I had kids, and it's I'm not getting done until you know two days before Christmas. Right. But something has happened. The tide has shifted, and I was done like a week or two ago. Wow. Wow. That's very impressive. Thanks. I'm proud of myself. But then what happens is you want to just keep shopping and then I want to return stuff and get new stuff. Exactly. It's kind of apropos because today we're going to talk about surviving Christmas and we have a very special guest today. Um, I'm really excited. This is one of my dear brothers, good friend. Um, I'm going to read, I'm going to read a little bio because I know that that's, uh, that's important. So a little bio on our guest. We have Ted Cluck with us today. And Ted is an award-winning, internationally published author. 30 books. He's written for USA Today, ESPN the Magazine. He's done uh, screenwriting. He has uh, been a co-host in a hugely successful podcast that they just shut down recently called The Happy Rant that had uh, lots and lots of downloads. And so, Teddy, it's so good to have you here. Maybe it's good to be here. This is a blast. I've never seen your office before. Yeah. I get to meet Tori. Yes. Um, we get to laugh together off the air. That's this right. Is, this is good, man. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm enjoying it. Did you like me reading your bio? I loved you reading my bio. Yeah. In fact, I, I, I may listen to that over and over. There's something about the soothing nature of your voice coupled with like, the fawning nature of the bio that really, I might fall asleep to it. I'm not going to lie. It's incredibly impressive. But as he read it, I thought, but how is he qualified really to be on this podcast? That's the thing. I mean, I mean this is when a, you really get down to brass tacks, do I do what? I deserve this chase lounge here? I don't here? know. You know? I don't this know. is our biggest guest, Tori. I know. 30 I mean, books. 30 books. That's ESPN, crazy. I haven't USA read 30 Today. books in like a long time. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Dude, I was on a, I was on a podcast yesterday as a guest. Okay. And uh, I'd been on the show before and the host was was telling me and I was having a little bit of a rough one yesterday, dude. Okay. I was I was kind of in the valley a little bit emotionally. Okay. And I'm talking with the host before I go on and and she says to me, and this podcast hasn't been around a long time, she goes, he, she goes, Cluck, you want to know what our most important or our most downloaded podcast episode was? And I'm thinking she's about to gas me up and it's gonna be like a nice time for me and I'm gonna hear that it was my app. <laughs> And then she says somebody else's name. Oh. Well. And I'm like, now, you know, that wasn't designed to make me feel good. You know? She's like, no, yours was the second most popular. Oh. So I'm like, number second two. place, first second loser. Place. You, know? you know what? Regardless of what happens, we're going to say you're our number one. Thank you. Okay. That's sweet of you to say. Do we need to swipe the health savings card about that? I think we that? do need to swipe it. We need to, I need to get in a prone position here and let the healing begin, you know? But Will helps, and I'll just punch while you're down. So just know that's how it goes. There you go. That's a good, that's a good dynamic. 
So over over the last couple of years, um, gotten to know Ted and Kristen, uh, Amanda and I uh, well. We actually have traveled with them, um, and uh, they're some of our dearest friends. We love them to death. And so, Ted, I wanted you. We we do some pretty you know like serious topics on uh-huh. the this podcast, mm-hmm. um, primarily dealing with mental health issues. But um, we wanted this to just be more of a you know fun but also meaningful as we think about yeah. surviving christmas yeah so let me ask you this yeah as you enter into christmas are you one of these guys that loves christmas hates christmas where are you on the spectrum well i i would say i love aspects of it and i do have a a bit of an hsa chase lounge issue to run by you okay and i ha- i've had this one locked and loaded for years and i've been waiting to talk really to you about okay. it so some real life therapy right some now. Some real life therapy. There's a dynamic within my family where I am the kind of the nicest person in my family and I'm the easiest to talk to. So I end up being Christmas concierge for literally everybody. Like I'm the point guard, right? So starting in like November 1st, I get these texts like, oh, what does so-and-so want? And what should I get for so-and-so? And they start flying in. And because I can't say no to anyone ever due to an unrelenting need to be liked, I'm a small man. Um, I end up having to play Christmas concierge point guard. And dude, then I end up by like late November, early December where we're at now. I resent it so much, dude. Okay. So is that like extended family? Oh yeah. Okay. Dude, we're talking in-laws. We're talking like aunts and uncles. It's all flowing through the big guy. Right. And so much so even that sometimes it's like, oh, like, why don't you just buy the gift for the person and I'll send you the money. So I'm doing like accounting, which I'm no good at. And like all these (laughs) things that I'm no good at, except for being nice is the one thing I'm good at. Wow. Um, And then the resentment starts to build. Yeah. You know, and and I feel like it whittles away at my enjoyment of Christmas, although... There are things obviously that I enjoy about Christmas, and um, are you at that resentment place right now, December sixth? I think probably, okay. yeah, I, or at least I'm I'm resentment adjacent. I can see it on the horizon, mm. and I'm and I'm walking toward it. But okay. uh, does that do anything for you, either as like <laughs> as like a person? Can you relate to this, or like as a counselor? What what comes I just to find it interesting you? that yeah. your extended family connect with you about that, like yeah. aunts and yeah. uncles and. Yeah. You know, that I guess they, I do they I'm think the, you're a good gift buyer or? Honestly, I just, I think it's that like, I'm the only one who kind of hasn't burned a bunch of bridges in the family <laughs> relationally. So like they view me as, as sort of like the safe one to go to, okay. you know, or, or the most likely to respond via text. Okay. I'm sort of like a psycho about like getting back to people right away. Yeah. I, I don't have any boundaries yeah. in that way. Yeah. You're really good about that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I try to, I try to be careful with that, Teddy. Yeah. In no, our I relationship. Yeah. I, try, I try to not text too often because I, I know that's that. a burden. It is. And you're, I'll say this, all sincerity, you're yeah. great about it. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you're not checking in every day, Sometimes which I appreciate. I don't, do, do I respond back to your text? Oh, I feel like you do. Okay. I've never had a moment where I felt like... I, I ghosted you? Like, oh, Will's unresponsive or okay. whatever. Have you yeah. ever asked him to buy Amanda's Christmas gifts for you? <laughs> no, that's a great idea, Ted. Let's <laughs> yeah. add one more to the list. There you go. Yeah, just run it through yeah. me. What's know? the solution? Because if everybody quit asking you, yeah. you would feel unneeded and unhelpful. Correct? Well, I think so. And I'd also wonder, like, did I offend them in some way? Like, yeah. what have I done that, that they're no longer doing this? So in a way, it's like muscle memory. Mm. I'm used to it. 
again, starting in November, I just kind of get, I get ready for it and I know it's coming. So maybe there's a boundary in there somewhere like, Hey, I'd love to give you some ideas. I can't help you purchasing them this year. I think that would be good. And and also here, here's like a, a double kind of bind with the whole thing is that sometimes I give the ideas and they don't listen to me anyway. And it makes me insane, dude. That makes me crazy. Like if you're going to burden me with like giving you a list, at least stick to it. Don't get creative. Mm -hmm. You know, let's not go... You Don't know, go rogue on the let's Christmas. Let's not go rogue at the 11th hour. Yeah. Are you, a, Tori, are you a good gift giver? Um, I like to think I am. Uh-huh. I think um, gifts is probably one of my two top um, love languages. Okay. And so I love to gift things to people. Um, if you, like Ted, if you say today, like, I love dinosaurs, mm-hmm. I'll remember that the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And if I ever see one, I might just pick it up and send it to you oh, just because I think that's cool. That's tremendous. Um, I'm so bad at that. But I yeah. probably won't remember, like, I won't remember tomorrow what I did today. Yeah. But if mm-hmm. there is something about knowing what people like yeah. that yeah. I love to know. Yeah. I think that speaks to your care for people. Now, Willie, are you a good gift giver? I'm not. Really? I, I wish I was. This shocks me because no. you're so like dialed in kind of. But I am, I am really, really, I'm not. I am not. And I think Amanda would say that I've, I've tried to grow over the years, but here's the dynamic is she's a really good gift giver. Oh, fast. Mm-hmm. She's one that it, kind of similar to Tori's. I will make a passing comment. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, a year later. Yeah. Literally a year later, there's a gift under the tree uh, wow. with something that I said, it'd be really nice to have, you mm. know, X. Yeah. Uh, she has been so good at that. And yeah. I am not, and I try, I just, I feel, um, okay, here's my time on the Chase Lounge. Yeah, swipe that feel- card, baby. <laughs> we're here for you, me and Tori. That's right, we're going to help you. We were laughing at you before how heavily you were breathing during the intro, but uh, but we're here Was for you I now. really? Yeah. Yeah. You should have, t- yeah. You sounded like a certain. going to say, Will, stop breathing so heavy. You sounded like a certain guy we were talking about off the air. <laughs> These are some specific uh, issues. But, uh, uh, <laughs> um, where were we? Oh, we were about yeah, to put you on the yeah, chase yeah. line. So I feel, um, I feel paralyzed by that. Okay, go on. Do you ask people? Like, hey, Morgan, Avery. No, because you- I feel like if I ask people that, takes away the sincerity of the, the moment. sincerity of the yeah. moment like no, I get that. that's an easy out just to say tell me what you want and i'll go get it, it well, feels no, transactional ask, and, yeah and, yeah and, yeah not to ask amanda what she wants but to ask people who love amanda and care about her hey do you know anything I, right now that's really on i Amanda's don't because radar? i feel like that's something that i should know yeah so you feel embarrassed yeah i feel like i should you, be you feel embarrassed like going to kk and saying hey like what should i what are some ideas for Amanda right. or whatever? Yeah. yeah. See, and what, on the flip side of that, if I have ever had my husband ask friends, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's cool to me that he knew who to ask. Okay. He knows me that well, that yeah. he knows they know what I like yeah. um, and that he took the time to do it. And to me, that feels harder than just going and be like, eh, I'll just go buy random something like off the shelf. Or whatever. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I get that. I think it just feels like to me, I should know those things mm-hmm. and I'm just, it's just, it's hard. I've grown over the years. I've gotten better. Uh, what's I've the tried. growth look like? What's the what? The growth. What does that look like? Like, what were you, what were you buying in like year four of the marriage? Well, was, here's the story. Yeah. Here, okay. Seriously. Um, yeah. first year of marriage. Okay. Um, Amanda had, I mean, we were poor seminary students. Sure. Um, Amanda had saved money over the year. Mm. and bought me this incredible like effects processor for guitar like this oh yeah this board you yeah 
Dude, I always forget that you're musical. It's amazing. It's a little intimidating to me. And she said that I bought her just this one gift, but I yeah. promise you, I think there was more. Yeah. But I did buy her some dusters, like feather, like no. like a Swiffer, like dust. Like a, but it was like this magnetic. Like, oh. Okay. duster thing like this because will aid you in your cleaning of our apartment kind yeah because you're and, so good at dusting and, <laughs> I, and i really thought it was like a you know made for tv you know it was like an infomercial you like thought it was the, a top of yeah. top level gift yes yeah. it was like the infomercial that you would see of the fancy magnetic duster so she got you like this 300 dollars like yeah. effects pedal and you got her a pack of like swiffer dust yeah that's and, tough and and tough deal and, she, yeah. and i know i got more but yeah. she, doesn't she doesn't remember, remember the more. Did you see her, like her face fall when she opened it? Yeah. Did you have that experience? Yeah, I oh, think it was. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. But I that's think, living and learning. Like it does, it like for, to hear you talk about it, I'm like, mm-hmm. that is, it's a thoughtful Dude, thing. Dude, you're a young guy. You're trying to figure yeah. out married life. And honestly, yeah. I mean, 23 years old. Yeah. It was. You're just a kid. Yeah, I'm just a kid. Yeah. I honestly thought it was a great gift. Sure. So let, right here, <laughs> you wouldn't here want is, a magnetic duster, not Amanda. <laughs> so <laughs> or right any here, other person. <laughs> right. Let's interject. Yeah. I have tried to teach my kids what it means to give a good gift. Okay. And it is not what you want because that's what I think kids a lot of times are like. Well, that's what I would want, so yeah. I'll get it. And so um, I don't think gift giving is n- exactly natural for everybody. Like you're saying, it is not natural right. for you. Yeah. No. Um. So and it's not natural for like. One or two of my kids, it is not natural for them either. So we do a lot of talking, especially when they start getting in relationships. Like, what are you going to give your friend for um, Christmas or birthday? Let's think about what they like, who they are, what do they appreciate, and things like that. So I would say, too, don't get what you want the other person to want. Mm -hmm. I I have a few people in my life who do that, where it's like, I don't know, I'll ask for some book on Amazon or whatever and they'll get me like a turtleneck and it's like you want me to want th- I would never in my life wear a turtleneck right there's a zero percent chance of that ever happening but like this this kind of dynamic continues to happen it should look good in a turtleneck well I appreciate it yeah I mean maybe you should try is anybody wearing them anymore or did that go out with like 1993 kind of you don't strike me as the kind of guy who cares yeah, yeah I'm, you're right about that. But uh, I also Jobs probably strike look, you as the black turtleneck, New Balance, the kind Steve of a Steve Jobs, Jobs sort of energy, yeah. the dad yeah. jeans, yeah. And walking around on a stage. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I can see it. Maybe I need to off. lean into that. Yeah, you know, yeah. as a, as a growing old persona. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So gift giving, we've talked yeah. about that. Surviving the holidays, we know that everybody yeah. has a variety of different ways and for some it's a joy for some it's a stress um let's talk a little bit about family okay when you think about christmas and family teddy what comes to mind uh keeping a whole bunch of people happy Uh, um and feeling as though it depends on me to keep everyone happy mm -hmm. which i know is disordered Mm -hmm. i know it's wrong Mm -hmm. um but there is this reality that like you're throwing a bunch of people together who aren't normally together, who don't kind of know how to be together and things are going to get said, like people are going to get offended. And I find myself here, here's how I'll say it. Um, I find myself in the middle of a lot of things, you know, kind of, kind of um, acting as like human alcohol, like a social lubricant Mm -hmm. between various people or groups of people who don't normally get along. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay to play that role but it is very tiring. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like I like a break from time to time. Um, does that break include 
going into my room to just lie in the dark from time to time. It does, you know. Is that sad? <laughs> it's a little bit sad. How'd you spend your Christmas? You know, like lying in a dark room, just rocking back and forth gently, like a like a baby. You know, <laughs> maybe there's a little bit of that, but uh-huh. uh, but there's joyful moments too, right. man. And and these are people who I love and want to see, and you know, so it's it's a mixed bag. And right. I think this side of heaven, it's always going to be a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, one of the, and I want to hear you, you guys on this, one of the like joys or kind of unintended benefits of growing older is you just keep things in perspective more and you yeah. don't mm-hmm. expect too much from situations, you know? And I think when you're young, you're like, oh, it's our first Christmas as a married couple. I want it to be magical or I want it to be whatever. And, you know, you realize you're, you're laughing about stuff now. You're taking the good with the bad. You're kind of under understanding where it all fits, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tori, how about you? Um, I sent this to my brother and sister the other day. I just pulled it up. And it said, um, my family doesn't know, but when we hang out, they heal me a little. Mm. And it was just mm. a little quote I found. And because we, my family, we're not all together, but a few times a year. And I thought that's what. I want the goal to be every time we're together, can we just heal a little bit? Mm. Can it be life-giving? Can it mm. bring joy? What do I have to do to make that happen? Mm. Well, I have to take me out of it a little bit. Like mm. I'm, we try not to get too wrapped up in tradition. Tradition mm. is great and it serves a wonderful purpose mm. for families, but it can also be a trap. Sure. And so um, I feel like for, for my particular family, our small unit, um, we've kind of let some of that go and it has brought us a lot of joy and a lot that's of good. healing. So yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of a mantra say, now. Yeah. I would say that's good too. And we, and we've done the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to cling to one way of doing things or one thing to eat or whatever. You right. Be a little flexible on that. Right. So it's kind of fun. It's yeah. hard though. I think of all the people I encounter, that's the hardest part of the holidays is how do we like all of these traditions and all of these people collide and it is painful. Everybody's expectations yes, are different. Yes, the expectations are high and usually unmet. Dude, can I tell you about one kind of shallow one that we've that we've rejected and, and kind of started our own tradition? Yeah. So with holiday eating, there's kind of always been this lean into like turkey or like a certain kind of fowl or ham Mm -hmm. like like ham is really this random food that we have like twice a year and at some point kk and i were like wow we're really not like wild about turkey or ham so we just do steak um we do beef wellington Uh for christmas Uh, Christmas at the clucks i'm coming christmas beef beef wellington Wellington. dude is a bit of a deal it's wild Mm. but uh i love it and that's one where i'm like you know we're adults. We have agency. We can do our own thing, and mm-hmm. people seem to enjoy it and love it. So, um, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we do we, a different thing every year now. I we like that. this year is um, we're doing a Mexican nacho bar thing. Oh man, that sounds so fun. Yes, we do yeah. soups some years. We do pasta some years. There you it's go. just it works for us. See, we're on the other end. I think just in our family, it's very much the looking forward to these mm-hmm. traditions. It doesn't feel like a pressured thing that you have mm-hmm. to do, or if you don't do it, somehow it's it's a failure, but just these are the foods that we look forward to. These are the things that we do every year. These are the rhythms, but you're choosing them. They're not being, yeah, yeah. it's not something that feels like we have to do this or there's going to be a price to pay or difficulty, but it's an enjoyment, but there is that every year we 
love this particular kind of food and we watch the Christmas movies. That's kind of one of our... Dude, can we rip through for each of us our Mount Rushmore of Christmas movies? Yeah. I'd be curious. I don't think you and I have ever had this conversation, but Uh like four kind of foundational Christmas Mm -hmm. movies. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have to be four. We only have two that we watch every year and that is Elf and Christmas Vacation. Oh man, that's so funny. We Mm -hmm. watch that one every year too. Yeah. Yeah. We're not like, we are not nostalgic. We are not watching like the... It's a old, wonderful life or whatever. Yeah. No, we're like, yeah. I'm not. It's a wonderful life guy. I find See, it depressing. I, I'm on the other end. I you're my, into that my, Jimmy my, Stewart yeah, kind yeah, of whining yeah, about my, his life yeah, for two yeah. hours. My, my, my four, my yeah. two would be the older White Christmas, dude. I love White Christmas. Yeah. I have a thing on that, but I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna you got to watch White Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It's really not a Christmas movie. Oh, I love it, dude. Um, yeah. It's Christmas esque, but it's yeah, you're right. It's not necessarily, but it's uh, that's one. It's a Wonderful Life. Um. Can't do it, but okay. Still friends. Yeah. <laughs> the end, it's so redemptive. I mean, so to, good. to me, we don't have to litigate this right now or, or do a bunch of minutes on it, but to me, it's just Jimmy Stewart whining about his life for like an hour and 45, and then 10 minutes of people being like, oh, your life really doesn't suck. And he's like, okay, it doesn't. Yeah. I'm good now. But you know you what's know? interesting? A real, a real, yeah. you know, what really happened, Jimmy Stewart had just been a soldier in the war. Okay. He had served in the front lines. Yeah, he had seen a lot of action mm-hmm. in the war, and so when he's responding that way, yeah, that's real. Mm-hmm. That's, that's some real emotion yeah. that he's yeah. dealing with. Which you've is been little... thoroughly shamed for your yeah. opinion so, of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just, you just, you just, I just feel well actually. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. It's a wonderful you just, life. you know, just a veteran that is people having really, some PTSD moments. People hate that I hate that movie though, and uh, and I get it. I've been taking strays for my it's a wonderful yeah. life take for years yeah. and I'm, I'm comfortable with it. third would be um a christmas story there you go ralphie classic ralphie you know you shoot your eye out. yeah dad's f- got the leg lamp uh, that's yeah. pretty good the, the fourth yeah. is for me this is just for me it wouldn't be my family my family hates sure. this movie sure. i love it i watch it every year go so on. it came out years ago but it's the disney's version of the christmas carol and so it's the bob oh, yeah. zemeckis yeah. You know, computer generated. Sure. Really, I love that. It's very true to the Dickens uh, now let's narrative. Get, let's get you on the chase for a second. Why does that speak to you so deeply? Like, what's going on there, like inside? I think it's. I moment? think it's just the the Victorian uh, yeah. Christmas. It's a nice kind of world to be in. For it is it, yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. And my kids and my wife do not like it because it's mm. it's pretty great. I mean, it's it's. Um, you know, I wouldn't say graphic, but it's there's some scenes. It's a little bit that, jarring. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. intense. Yeah, intense. it is. And an so um, they're not big fans of it. But I, yeah. I make so that's kind of Will by himself watching mm-hmm. that every year. Yeah. So that would be my four. Yeah, no, those are solid. I'll do my four. Number one, Die Hard. Okay. John McClane saving yeah. the Nakatomi building, 1988. Yeah. You get to go to the 80s. You get yeah. to go to L.A. Nakatomi. There's some Christmas. Perfect action movie. Perfectly paced. Great character development. We gather the kids around the hearth every year and we watch Die Hard. Okay. And it's a fun time. Okay. Um, white Christmas is on my Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my White Christmas take. Tell me if you like resonated with it. That's really a movie about people using other people in the media business in a gross way. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So you've, you've got Danny Kaye's character who, quote unquote, saved Bing Crosby's life in the war, which amounted to like pushing him out of the way of like two bricks falling from (laughs) six inches above his head. He saved him from like concussion protocol, maybe, you know, but so he, he holds this over his head and the friendship for the balance of their lives, basically like 
make me famous, give me a singing career. And it's really about like how, how the friendship survives that dynamic, which is really complex and nuanced for something that scans as like a stupid 1950s Christmas movie. I'm really in on it though. I love it. It is. Um, I get that. Yeah. So another one on my Christmas Rushmore love actually, have we seen this ensemble like Christmas rom-com? So it's like late nineties, Hugh Grant, Liam Neeson, bunch of fun people. The dude who played, um, uh, Mr. Darcy and the the BBC Pride and Prejudice is in it. Okay. Colin Firth. Okay. Um, it's amazing. KK and I watch it every year. There's a nice little like fight for your marriage kind of message in it that okay. we like. And uh, so that's one that always gets watched. Huh. And then last one, I'm not defending this as a good movie because it's a half hour too long at least. Uh, the Holiday. Jack yes. Black, like early career Jack yeah, Black. Kate that, Winslet. A, yes, yeah. Like that's a, a good one. They're trading houses. So like there's yes. the cottage in England. There's the mansion in LA. Like Jack Black and, and Winslet fall in love. It's that's a nice right. time. It's, it's been a while since I've seen yeah. that one. I've never seen Love Actually. Dude, I need Love to, Actually, oh, I think you would one. dig, dude. Okay. Uh, there's a little bit of like inappropriate stuff okay. in it. So don't okay. watch it with like certain people around. But okay. um, I think I think you and Amanda would enjoy it. Okay. All right. Either that or Amanda would hate it. <laughs> oh, I bet she'll love it because it has Hugh Grant in it. Oh, is she is she big on Hugh Grant? I don't know, yeah. but I just think dude, he's 90s like, Hugh Grant was a was, was a real thing. That yeah. was a, a dynamic. I, that doesn't. I don't. I've never had a conversation about that, so I don't know yeah. if that's really that would move the needle. Yeah, for I don't her know if that would move the needle or not. Who does move the needle for her celebrity wise? I mean, Do you know, she's really interesting in that she doesn't. Yeah. So you don't have like an awareness of what celebrities no. like do it for no, your wife. No, no. Interesting. And, and I think it really is that part of just, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that think, part of your animal I, magnetism I mean, yeah. is hitting. I mean, such why a would you, that, like, when you're yeah. married to me, why Only would you need eyes that? for this? You know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. He gets our dusters for he gets Christmas. Our dusters. There's nothing else to be wanted. Yeah. And we're, and we're coming on 25 years. Yeah. Man. I noticed that in Rome that like, she only had eyes for you and we're walking around the city with like, <laughs> You, these, uh, she told me about the man will come up to you and just compliment you. Yeah, like, oh, bellissima. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, look in your face, you know. <laughs> and her eye contact, like, never breaks from She just Will, stares at Will. You know? yeah, That's right. I exactly. love you, Will. Yeah. yeah. What can I say? I know. She tells me this is the exact narrative she tells when me. When you got it, you got it. That's you got right. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't have to, you know, I'm not arguing with that. It really is what she tells me. I'm not being funny. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's great. It's just Will. Yeah. I mean, it, hopefully after 25 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 25 years of dusters. And <laughs> so surviving Christmas. Yeah. Okay. We've talked about uh, expectations. We've talked about family. We've talked about Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Do you know people, Ted, do you, do you interact with people that just do not like Christmas? It just bums <sighs> them out. I mean, I, I, I hear tell of this uh-huh. and I know there are people with like real brokenness in their families or whatever where where the kind of month months long emphasis on christmas is like too much for them i actually have a colleague from a former podcast who was the other way and he in fact tried to like again in the media business position himself as like mr christmas oh and he was so in on christmas that it was like part of his persona to like He's posting pictures of all the like magnificent little like gingerbread houses that he's, this is like a 55 year old man. So whatever. Huh. But, um, and he's, he's really leaning heavily into like the, the father Christmas motif, almost to like a competitive degree, okay. almost to the degree of like, nobody's enjoying Christmas more than me. And I don't like it when Christmas gets competitive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. Because like, I know 
you know, I know this person well enough to know like what's actually there. And I, yeah. but, and I hope he has a nice Christmas, but like, I don't know it almost in our culture. And this I think is part and parcel with being an American. There's this sense of like, you have to have an amazing Christmas and it has to be full of joy yeah. and mirth and magic. All, all, magic. And yeah. for, for most of us, it just isn't, it's right. a mixed bag. It is, mm-hmm. you know, that's a good word. I yeah. think for most people, it is the mixed bag and being able to embrace that reality that it is the mixed bag that's and right. be okay with that. Yeah. Not every thing that you do on Christmas is going to be idyllic, but I think for me and maybe for you guys too, there's always like, one or two idyllic moments that I'm able to look back on and go like, Oh, that was kind of the Lord to give me a nice walk with my mom or Mm -hmm. like, you know, I get to go watch a ball game with my dad and we really connect and it's a fun time or whatever. There's always like one or two of those things where I'm like, ah, yeah, that was sweet. That was worth it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Tori, how about you? Do you know anybody that, I mean, not specifics, but just the, the, the why behind somebody that just, does not like Christmas. I think, and I don't even know if it's, they would say they don't like Christmas, but man, grief can really tear yeah, a lot of true. things apart. Right. And then it becomes about those expectations. And when you have such beautiful memories and you realize the future is going to look so different, you don't know how to rebuild that. Mm. I think grief can really change your perspective on all things, but especially holidays and um, things that were special and right. yeah. that yeah. way. Yeah, Tori lost her mom how many years ago, Tori? It's been a decade now. Um, it will be 12 years in May. 12 wow. years, yeah. 12 so, years um, that, yeah, we used to, years ago, we used to do a thing here at Fellowship called A Night of Hope that we would have people uh, and just acknowledge that for people who are grieving, the holidays are difficult. Mm-hmm. And so we would have a night that we just encouraged, that we would have people's story, we would yeah. have a nice dinner, we would have just an awareness that mm-hmm. for some people, um, this is difficult we don't do it so much anymore because i I think it kind of ran its course but um well i like it as a concept Mm -hmm. and tell me where you're at on this okay and something i like i'm not a pastor Mm -hmm. you know i teach writing at a college and tori i don't even know what business you're in are you are you like a counselor like i'm a realtor i used to be a counselor years and years ago i'm a realtor now okay so it's still counseling (laughs) something i've noticed in like pastoral circles and i know this only because i like i I occasionally will write books with pastors or like co-host podcasts with them. I'm still waiting on that invite. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're, we're working on it though. We got some ideas we're cooking up. Like it's so hard culture with pastors and just kind of, it's so hard culture with people. Like not only are you outdoing each other to show how magnificent Christmas was, you're, you're, there's kind of another group of people outdoing one another to show how hard everything is. Mm -hmm. And like, I heard an anecdote and it may have been you relaying this. Somebody recently was like, I was talking with my pastor and and he said to me, like, I just really enjoy being your pastor. Like, I love being your pastor. And it's like, wow, it's so rare, you know, online and kind of even in, in real life, you're hearing pastors just sort of, oh, it's a it's a slog. It's a struggle, yeah. you know? And it's like, yeah, I'm sure it is to some degree. Right. Because everything is, but... Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I'm rambling, but make make sense of what I just said. No, I mean, yeah. I get that. I, I do think that's something that, um, yeah. And it, and it, you know, really realizing that everybody has difficulty yeah. no matter what vocation, mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, but I get that. I think you're right. And every family has brokenness yeah. at that's Christmas. Right. That's and, right. Um, and I, letting I people be in those places. Like, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't ever know what people are bringing that's right. to right. the situation. And so I think that's with grief. It's with expectations. It's, um, I think about people who are 
maybe not where they want to be in life. And then sure. you have to go sit in this room, oh either gosh, yeah. unmarried or not with children or not where you want right. to be in your job. And you get to rehash that with everybody who's yeah, you looking at you with a microscope. A right. yeah. 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 Can, I, can I ask you another question? Both of yeah. you is like people who are sort of adjacent to the counseling world. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a... There's an aspect of American life circa like the last 10 or 12 years, especially with the advent of social media that has taken all these things in our lives that were non-performative, right? Like Mm -hmm. Christmas used to be something that you would experience in your living room with the people who you love the most and really nobody else. And there, there was a sense of this is happening in my house for a given number of days and then we all come back to school or whatever. But I feel like now with the advent of social media, everything is now performative. So it's like, not only am I having Christmas, I'm curating Christmas for some version mm. of I'm a video. I'm producing Christmas. Or a, yeah. yeah. Or a, so yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm oh, staging yeah. Christmas. Yeah. I'm having Christmas. I'm in the moment wondering how this is going to play to like whatever my audience is. And I feel like that's created a tremendous amount of pressure for people. Absolutely. In a moment that really shouldn't be as pressurized as it is. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that we have research now that would say the social media has created um, comparison, mm-hmm. anxiety, depression. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's absolute links to mental health and the social expectation mm-hmm. and the pressure of having this perfect life. Yeah. So you think about, you know, maybe you're struggling at Christmas or just, you know, you had a, it it was just ho-hum, wasn't great. And you go and look at social media and -and so-and-so's gone on a Dude, they're in their matching pajamas. They're in front of the tree. Or they've gone on a ski vacation to Breckenridge, you know, just that trip to Rome, that trip to Rome, goof off for a week and work for like three hours. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's (laughs) That's how that works. Wait a minute. (laughs) But, you know, just knowing that that is definitely something that's real. Yeah, it is. And Mm -hmm. um, I think it, it creates a lot of issues that we have to have this pressure. Yeah. Everything's perfect. The perfect Instagram posts, the perfect, picture of of uh the performative or whatever yeah yeah. i I see it my students and they not not having the advantage of i don't know 45 years on the planet or whatever in the perspective that comes with that like they are addled with anxiety despair pressure um it's really loud to them Mm -hmm. and um you know i think imbuing people whether it's your own kids or each other even with the equipment to be able to say we're not going to do this. We're just not going to participate, yeah. whatever that looks like. Yeah. I have a friend who has really been so successful in that. And mm-hmm. not, she's still available on social media, but she is so aware of what a production it is. And mm-hmm. she has said things like, I am not celebrating Christmas until we are finished celebrating Thanksgiving. It is my favorite holiday. Like yeah. I don't have to buy into that. Right. And it's she is constantly in this process of I'm not buying into that. I'm yeah. not buying. She, but it's a conscious decision. Yeah. To say that. Well, yeah, and and that's so interesting to me because I feel like it speaks to this idea that like with all these things in in our lives, we have to kind of decide on and almost put in writing, like, what's my approach to this thing, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's more work. We do have to be so much more aware because it's just, it's it's so unconscious now to to fall into the trap. Yeah, the loudness of how the culture operates will creep in. Absolutely. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting. We, we did a forum here, um, just right before we left for our trip and, um, it was a parent forum on kids and mental health. And we did a lot of, uh, I had a therapist come in and we uh, talked about a lot of this issue of just, uh, what we're seeing. There's a think tank called the center for humane technology that has done a lot of research. These are Google executives, Facebook executives who have left the companies because they've said, this is doing social damage to the fa- sure. the social fabric of our world. Sure, and um, just that the, the the direct correlation to uh, kids who are comparing, yeah. uh, comparing their body, their face, um, you know what others have, and I yeah. think that people feel that very, very acutely at Christmas. For I sure. think so, and and this might be a bit tangential. I'll keep it short. And I know you and I, I think, have talked about this, but like. The internet was supposed to be this wild experiment in like creativity and, and self-expression, but it's actually created this narrow funnel of like ubiquity where like in 2023, every car looks the same now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's driving like a silver oval, right? Mm-hmm. And like everyone's face on Instagram aspirationally kind of looks the same. So this thing that was supposed to be this like wild uh, uh, experiment in self-expression has actually made us like gradations more boring like mm-hmm. everyone's beach picture looks the same everyone's yeah. like kind of boring southern living room looks the same and right. it's like in, it, social media has caused this right like right. it's it's hammered everybody into this kind of boring mold and what a what a kind of unexpected outcome of something yeah. you know yeah um i think that's really interesting absolutely True. well ted um we are you've got to go teach class here in just a I little bit teach school baby yeah yeah, you gotta gotta put the, put in the work. What I, class are you teaching today? I'm teaching uh, our hundred level journalism class. The okay. students call it WAMP. It's writing across media platforms. Okay, um, doing a little like proctoring of a final exam. Okay. So uh, yeah, man, we're so. Are you one of those tough professors? Are you no. one of those that's just like brutal and pushover? Okay, yeah, big teddy bear. Yeah, I I try to coach them hard but graciously in the sense okay. that like i really do want them to get better but i'm not hung up on grades okay that's what grades I was don't ask really you. matter to me what uh-huh. matters to me is growth yeah and not everybody's growth curve is going to be exactly right. the same why you know? why do professors some professors focus on grades I, I just think it's a dumb vestige of our business but like in my program um it's all about skills acquisition right so we want you to leave the program with actual skills that you can trade for money in an economy that actually exists. Mm-hmm. And so it's very manifestly vocational, practical. Not every academic program is geared that way, but because we are, I think I can mm-hmm. focus more on that and less on grades. And I just, I don't believe in academia. I believe in teaching people how to do things and doing it joyfully because of the Lord. And, mm-hmm. you know, those two things are a little bit more of a North star for me than like, How's the grade book looking? Yeah, you know? it's cool. Um, but that said, I don't, I don't give away a grade. You still have to earn it. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a both and kind of deal. Yeah, that's why you're teacher of the year, baby. Well, thank you, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to, I want to give you a compliment before okay. we hop okay. off the air. Okay, right. you ready for I'm it? Ready. This is something you haven't heard in a couple. I weeks. love compliments, Ted. Yeah, you and Especially me both. From you. Do. Yeah, words you of affirmation, both. guys. We're okay. big words of aff guys with not each gifts. other. We, not we do gifts. No, not not so much gifts over there on that side of it, but. <laughs> Um, I think we do words of aff well with each other. I just want you to know, great call on the car in Rome. Okay. I know you haven't heard that in a few days. You might be feeling some doubt. I want you to know you so encouraged by you. Great, great, great call in the hotel too. I know. 
Yeah. You so encouraged me in that. Yeah. yeah. That's I, a whole nother story. A whole nother podcast. I knew it immediately what you needed. Yeah. And I yeah. gave it to you. We had a, we had a, um, kind of a little bit of a, would you say a mini crisis? It was, you a, know? It was a airport. Fiasco. It was an air, airport yeah. fiasco and, and things, things were tense. And I can and, tell my boy, Willie yeah, was getting a yeah, little Will, bit stressed. W- Willie was stressed. The stress level, yeah. the, the level of pacing. Yeah. You were pacing uh, further away for yes. further distances. <laughs> and we're like, is he still in the airport? Is he going even? to come back? Is he gone? You yeah, know? Yeah. Willie, Willie was a little, stressed. Willie was pacing in the middle of the road as though he wanted a car to run him over and end it all at one point. And I'm like, is he okay? I'm not a counselor, you know, but no one's here to help. But, but yeah. yeah. And uh, so uh, Ted just graciously like stepped in and said, dude, great decision. This was, this yeah. was the right decision that you made. Yeah. During the middle of the screw up. Yeah. No, we, 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 we made it good audible. Job, was so it more long story, job? long story short, we rented a van and the people did not show up and we yeah. kept trying to call them and for we, upwards of an hour. Yeah. And we kept trying to find like, here's the spot where they're going to pick us up in the shuttle and the shuttle's supposed to run. And then we were talking to all of the, you know, native, uh, Italians there and they kept saying, it'll come, it'll, it'll be here. And I think they were just were lying to me. I they think were, they just were, they were like, messing with you. they were messing yeah. with me because I'm a, you know, I'm a foreigner. I'm, I, I'm an American. And yeah. so it really felt like they just were patronizing me. So yeah, that it was very stressful. Were. And so, Ted stepped in and said, Hey, why don't we scrap the plans for the van and just Uber everywhere? And so in that Easy. moment we called an audible and I said, yes, that's a great decision. Mm. And, uh, and, and so it was really kind of a combo. Effort, I, like how, I like how well we work together on the trip. Yeah. Yeah. Not to I make mean, this whole program yeah, about, yeah. Just, I mean, we really did. Romance you and was I, born in Rome. I feel like it could be a movie. Yeah. I feel like it was kind of born before Rome, but yeah. I feel like Rome cemented it. it is, yeah. You know I mean? yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. Teddy and I worked really well together. I mean, yeah. we worked well under pressure. Willie and Teddy's great adventure. You know? yeah. <laughs> I love it. Dude. You yeah. know, we worked well together under pressure. We, we were able to say like, Hey, we need like, alone time, you know, Hey, we're going to go and honest about each other's needs. Yeah. We were honest about like, Hey, we're, we're not going to hang out tonight. And my uh, only regret is, is that you weren't at that pasta class with me and we weren't like dabbing a little bit of flour off each other's faces and like rolling out the pasta together. Like the, like the, the montage scene in the, in the rom-com throwing our berets up together at the same time. but, But Ted continued throughout the week to encourage me of like, dude, such a good decision with yeah. with, with the Hey, car. can I yeah. say something right yeah. here that yeah. I think is really like when we're talking about Christmas and expectations and uh-huh. if you're not a great gift giver, the people you love and care about can say, Will, you may not be the best gift giver, uh-huh. but you are the best at words of affirmation. You are the best at supporting me. That's Amanda right. uh-huh. can say all those best things. Right. So in the places and in, in the holidays where we are falling short or maybe right. lacking a little bit, the people who love us know where we bring value. That's, right. That's true. That is so and true. so That's right. I'm seeing that. That's and what right. happened with you on room? Y'all That's brought, right. both Teddy, brought a lot Teddy of value. Teddy loved me well. He knew yeah. like he could see the boy was, was <laughs> oh, hanging on by a very <laughs> he thin thread. He could see the boy was Slash about to get run over by a van, you know, you know? Yeah. And, and, and a little, you know, dynamics there with like, you know, Amanda saying, are we at the right place? And, you know, there, yeah. you know a, a little dynamics there with, with the whole tense. group. And, it was uh, safe to say it was a yeah, little tense. There was a little tense tension there. And I came alongside you and, and I had your back. You, yeah. And yeah. you, and you encouraged me yeah. and, uh, it was good. It was a beautiful thing. It was. Yeah. Wow. Well, Ted, you've got to go teach class. Thanks for coming on the podcast. We'll have to. Thanks for having me, baby. <laughs> to have you on back again. We'll see you next time. 
Thank you for joining us today on the Story Form Podcast. For more information about Fellowship Bible Church in Jackson, you can visit us at fellowshipjackson.com. Join us next time as we enter into the story of others together. Ha <laughs> ha.